there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? I'm thrilled to be here as always, Shay. We have a lot on the roster. I'm excited to get into it. It is going to be a fun one today. We are celebrating our one year anniversary of the third party podcast, and we have some pretty exciting things planned. Before we do any of that, though, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, The Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream 4 to 6 p.m. PST. If you're interested in two extra podcasts a month and tons of other exclusive benefits, join our Patreon by clicking the link in the description below. If you're interested, it would really help us to continue doing this incredibly fun podcast. Time for the big, big one-year announcement, Henry. Yeah, to celebrate our one-year anniversary, we have launched our very own third-party website with a bunch of bells and whistles from face reveals to a merch drop. Now, the merch is limited edition, and we will not be restocking this run. So go check out our t-shirt, hat, and hoodie We are only selling 20 shirts, 17 hats, and 8 hoodies, so get them quick. Uh, You may have noticed uh, that we have rebranded the entire podcast, including new cover art, new profiles across all channels, and the website all features our new minimalist logo. Uh, We've been developing this logo since early last summer and are beyond excited to see our listeners representing the third-party nation in these exclusive hats, shirts, and hoodies. The logo is really clean and essentially represents two arrows facing each other with the third-party arrow coming in from above. We really hope you guys like it and look forward to sending out this awesome merch. Yeah, it's been great to see the uh, response from the community thus far uh, from the merch. We've already seen some people getting there, trying it on, sending us pictures. It looks absolutely fantastic. Everybody's loving it. Um, We're very excited that we finally got the opportunity to do this and upgrade everything third party, pretty much. That's right. So now we're going to transition and introduce a special guest. Uh, This episode, we're thrilled to welcome the unsung hero of the third party. She has not only been our largest supporter and serious contributor to the elements of design and content, but also a serious Apex competitor herself. Many of you may know that Shay and I are roommates and are joined by my girlfriend, keeping us in check. For the first time in the last year, we are happy to introduce Skylin officially to the third party podcast. Let's drop shock and rock. Sky, how are you doing today? I'm doing good today. I'm excited to be here. A little nervous at all, Sky? A little nervous, yes. Well, awesome. We're going to essentially have Sky come on here and we're going to give Sky a little interview right now so you guys can get to know her a little better before we're going to turn the tables maybe a little bit. Uh, but we're going to start with the first question. And could you introduce yourself maybe a little bit as an Apex player? You know, your main, your favorite playlist, your favorite LTM maybe so far, just so the audience can get to know you a little bit. Yeah, so I started playing Apex actually during uh, the Winter Express limited time mode. And that, I would say, is my favorite and will be for a while. Um, I... I'm a Bangalore main, and my favorite playlist right now is ranked. Uh, Henry and Shay don't exactly have the time always to play with me because they're busy with the podcast. 
I also go to bed pretty early, which is kind of a joke in our house and how we all live together. So I play ranked in order to have teammates. Um, pubs, I just feel like my teammates quit all the time or do some really silly things. So that's how I play. I think you're definitely going to have some empathy there with the listeners and certainly us. Um, but now that the website is live and you're out there, as well as the now famous Apex Kitty, uh, why does your cat Solar have that nickname? Yeah, so we got Solar about one month before Henry and Shay started the podcast. And so we had this little kitten that just was obsessed with each of us. And to the point she would lay on my lap while playing games, laying next to Shay and his controller. And so we just started calling her the Apex Kitty. Yeah, laying next to the controller, that's a really nice way to put her standing in front of my screen during games. So I respect that a little bit. So, Sky, I guess then the question is, you've been around the third party nation for a while, making a lot of stuff, doing a lot of contributions. Uh, What's been your favorite thing you've contributed, though, to the third party podcast? My favorite contribution to the third party nation has been designing the Instagram I coordinate the post to each season and design each picture and the video template. And that was something I shared with Henry that I really want to continue doing um, because I really enjoy that. We definitely appreciate all your stylistic input and work on that side. Definitely making the the third party a lot more attractive looking. Um, But now (laughs) let's That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, let's flip the script. And for the first time on the show, rather than having us running the show, uh, we're going to turn things over to you uh, for a bit of an interview. So your first time on the show, and now you're in charge. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited to take the reins. Okay. And so the first question that I have for both of you is, how did this whole thing start? What made you start the idea of getting the third party going? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the third party is actually kind of a funny story. Some of our listeners might know it, but I've been an avid podcast listener for a long time now. Uh, and really I was trying to find something around apex and there was a couple things out there and there was actually a show I really liked that's not going on anymore either. Um, but I just felt like, you know, Henry and I are coming home every day, having these long, long conversations about apex. Uh, why don't we try recording it and making a podcast out of it? We've always liked making content in general, the two of us. And so kind of trying to figure out how to do it around apex and, a reasonable way that wasn't going to be incredibly uh, demanding and time consuming was kind of like the general idea that started the show. Yeah. My expectations were that nobody was going to listen. Like I was not convinced that you were going to be able to get people interested in listening uh, to talking about video games. I thought it was going to be such a visual media that people need to be on YouTube and, and watching streams, but we did it low expectations, and it's been pretty fun. Yeah, so you guys have been doing this for one year now, which is quite the accomplishment. For me, I would say it feels a little bit longer, probably because you both talk so much about Apex (laughs) all the time. Um, And COVID has definitely kind of changed our perception of time. But what about for you guys? Did the 12 months fly by, or does it feel like you've been doing this podcast forever? 
You can throw the first answer on this one, Henry. I'm surprised that we're already at one year. Um, I really am. I don't necessarily think that it's flown by and just been a breeze. Like we've done a ton, but I'm surprised that we're sitting here now one year later. Yeah, I would I would relate that feeling. I think there's been, you know, times throughout the year where it's felt really slow. And that's kind of sometimes lined up when I think Apex has felt a little slow. And then we're kind of like maybe scrambling a little bit more to find stuff to seriously talk about for that long. But for the most part, the fact that it's one year is just absolutely mind blowing at this point. Um, we kind of like set some goals for ourselves at the beginning of this entire thing. And like Henry said, the expectations for everything were not high. So to be where we are now, already a year in, thousands of listeners is absolutely amazing. And not to mention one year of no breaks. Like yep. we have not missed a week and that's pretty crazy. Like the fact that we have really stayed consistent for now 12 months is pretty impressive if you ask me. I mean, we've done a lot to work around like travel schedules, recording early, recording late, double headers and all that kind of stuff. And we've just kind of gotten used to that. But I'm just shocked that over the course of this year and thankfully amidst the pandemic that neither of us have gotten sick to the point where we just had like a sore totally. throat and couldn't talk or something like that's just blown me away. You got to take care of your body. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree with that. So you both have said in the past that the reason you started the third party was because you both love Apex so much and talk about it all the time. And you also saw an opportunity to be the best Apex podcast on the market. Would you both say this is still true? And has there been any new reasons you're continuing the show? That is 100% still true. Like Henry and I still to this day talk about Apex way more than just on the show itself. It hasn't been like we need to hold back the conversations because we need to save it for the podcast. We're still chatting about the game, the changes all the time. And now putting it into podcast form is awesome. Uh, You know, we are the number one Apex Legends podcast at this point. And so we kind of hit that goal. And so that's not kind of what we are striving for anymore but for me honestly the reasons i think we're continuing the show is uh the passion like neither of us really seemed to know that uh, we were going to be into podcasting and that it was going to be an interesting thing but uh it's been an absolutely amazing i think it i would say it's more than a hobby at this point but just being able to figure out that that's something that i'm interested in was an incredible experience and definitely is a reason to keep going Yeah, I have to agree with that. And I I love it as well. And I think that I don't know if we're a normal podcast. I think (laughs) that we've been able to do some things that make us kind of special. And I think those are the things that make me enjoy it the most. And really, I think that's mostly our community. So interacting with people uh, online through the Discord or the Instagram or the live streams, like I feel like we've been able to connect with people through many different platforms even outside of the podcast. And I think that's a major indicator as to why we're continuing the show as well. Definitely. Yeah. So in the last year, the podcast has seen some pretty incredible guests, ranging from the largest content creators in the community to apex predators, to data miners, and even to the lead game designer. 
Those have all been unique and incredible experiences, but I don't want you to have to play favorites here because I would hope I would be chosen. But what is your favorite non-interview episode of The Third Party? Yeah, that's a tough one. Do you have one off the top of your head, Henry? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I think my favorite episode might be a bit of a throwback. One of our very early episodes, um, and it was the light versus heavy episode. And I think I I think back to that one as really the start of us really trying to create our own content. And for me, diving deep into the numbers behind the weapons. And so I, I think that was kind of one of my favorites because it started um, kind of this whole thought process of introducing the by the numbers segment down the road uh, and looking at the game through a more analytical lens. That was definitely a fantastic episode. It really uh, changed the tone of the show in, I think, a really positive way. Um, for me, the one that actually came to my mind when thinking about this is as just a total like lore nerd, uh, we did an episode entitled The Lore of the Apex Games slash Bow Legend Concept. And oh, so yeah. for me, as the bow and arrow fanboy, that was 100% just a hugely fun episode to kind of go over the legend concept was amazing. And then really trying to break down apex lore is just something that is so interesting uh, to the both of us, but something that I just love so much. And I remember that one just being like one of those first episodes we did that was like, Oh my gosh, that was so long. Like we just got carried away kind of talking about stuff and it wasn't like our season introduction episode. And so that was a really fun one in that way. Yeah, that is something I'd have to share. I really appreciate seeing both of you bring your passions together in this and just how much you enjoy talking about Apex and bringing your own unique strengths into the podcast, I think, is part of what makes it so successful. Um, But I'll bring that back to both of you. What about the podcast are you most proud of? I feel like the first thing that comes to my head is just, I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier, but the consistency with the show and how often we've been posting. And on top of that, the community, I'm so proud of, you know, what's been created in the Instagram and the discord and just being able to talk with people and actually influence people. And, you know, we've had a lot of incredibly kind messages and five-star reviews, but more just outside of that, talking about what we've done for people and to be able to actually be a positive impact on people uh, has just been absolutely amazing from my perspective. Yeah, I would say the thing that I'm most proud of on our behalf is we've never phoned it in. Like, I feel like every single episode we stop the recording and I sit back and I'm like, wow, that was a great episode. Like, I feel like we put a lot of effort into making sure that we're prepared, that the episodes are good quality, that we're having good, meaningful uh, conversations. And then the other thing that I really like is, you know, we're not huge. We're not out of reach, but that's because we've really worked hard to try to answer every single DM, respond to almost every comment, to be active as we can on discord and, you know, just try to be approachable. And I really enjoy doing that. Um, but it takes effort and I'm proud that we've decided that that is important, that actually being social on social media is an important thing. Mm -hmm, Definitely. 
Yeah, is there anything in the podcast that either of you feel could be improved? Oh man, these are the tough ones. Um, for for me as the person that just uh, absolutely uh, spends way too much time diving into the background noise of the podcast and the great cars on our street that go as loud as possible. Um, even though I think we have absolutely outstanding audio quality, there's always going to be, I think, another level that I want to reach to. And that's just kind of how it is with like technology, whether it's, you know, building your computer or something, there's always going to be a little bit more that you can want to improve on. And so that's kind of like the first thing that comes to my mind a little bit. Uh, you got something, Henry, though? I think that we've laid out a really good framework. Like, I think we have such a great flow. Um, right now, I think we kind of have a ton packed in, like across all of our channels. Like every single day, we're working on the podcast, even though there's only one or two episodes a week. Um, so I don't know. I think that's a really good thing. But as this podcast continues, I think improving that workflow to kind of make it a little more streamlined to maybe cut back on uh, how long it takes uh, is definitely something we can work towards. Yeah. What are your goals with the podcast? And individually, what are your plans? I think uh, long-term goals for the podcast are, one, to continue what we're doing. And as Henry kind of has mentioned, we're always going to try and uh, make it the best we can. But for me, it's also continuing the community we have as things start to get bigger, uh, making sure that we can keep that communication that we love with all of y'all. Really interesting. Uh, You want to answer that first part before maybe we dive into the individual plans, Henry? Yeah, um, I think that. I guess our goals change all the time, really. They do, they do. We have a whiteboard in our kitchen, kind of our first goals that we had, and those changed within the first three months. And so (laughs) I think outlining kind of a roadmap for the next year um, might be kind of difficult, but I I agree with you that we're going to try to keep this community together no matter what. But at the same time, this is a major turning point in both of our lives, wrapping up university uh, and figuring out what we want to do professionally. So um, I think the the show will continue to evolve, continue to grow. I don't really have any finite goals other than we do it together. Yeah, we got some Patreon goals on there as well that we want to hit. But like those aren't the same overarching goals. But yeah, staying together and keeping it real is 100% the best. Individually, what are the plans? Henry kind of touched on it. Uh, We're both about to graduate university. And honestly, I wish I had more of a plan that I could outline uh, for all you listeners. You kind of have heard all the struggles behind the scenes that Henry and I have had and such. But coming out of school, working on trying to find a job for me personally in uh, you know podcasting at this point, uh, the gaming industry, and I'm still just a diehard you know sports fan, and so uh, I haven't really removed that from the table. I've got a couple things that I'm working with right now and potentially getting going. I got a podcast I'm developing with someone else uh, for a company that's going to be really fun. Uh, But individually, nothing like set in stone as I wish maybe it was. (laughs) Yeah, I... Shay and I were born on the exact same day, so a lot of our uh, <laughs> a lot of our chakra lines up. But uh, yeah, I, I wish I had more of a really rigid path. I've been trying to craft one, but right now I'm pretty much open to any opportunity that's thrown my way. 
very interested in entrepreneurship and the startup space, as well as the gaming industry and figuring out more about this whole influencer marketing uh, space has really been an obsession of mine. I wish you both the best of luck with figuring those plans out. I'm definitely in the same boat and it can be stressful, but also very exciting. So what is the secret to growing a podcast and cultivating a community online? Share that secret sauce, Henry. Yeah, this is a great, great question. So essentially I can focus on the latter part first and then maybe we can circle back to some specific podcasting tips. But uh, a community online, I think, is all about creating the most high quality content as you can. So that really means uh, really the creative stuff, Uh, doing the research, being creative, being funny, whatever it takes to do your very best, no matter the platform. Um, But then also, I think consistency matters a lot. Um, not only for, uh, you know, whatever the algorithm might be um, that people speculate on, but more so just for your community. Like you want your people uh, to be able to rely on you, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter, that you're going to be there, you're going to be doing something. Um, And then I think the last big tip for kind of that online uh, fostering of a community is continue to talk with your followers all the time. Answer every DM, be personable. Um, Authenticity, I think counts even more than consistency. Like if you're real and if you're being honest and you're being nice to people, I think you're going to have success no matter where you go. Well said. Uh, Totally agree with everything said there. In terms of maybe secret sauce for podcasting itself, um, we learned very early on quality over the price like that a hundred percent is worth shelling out some of the money you know to make sure that you are creating the best level of content that you can and so then the only thing you have to worry about and focus on is what is the actual content and how can I make that best so I don't have to worry about how I sound or you know like what we still kind of work on it with the stream but like what quality the stream's coming in on and it's nice with the podcast itself to be at a point where it's like we're not worried about how our mics are and such we can just focus on making sure that we have the best content possible we've helped a couple people get started and we've made the same recommendations that uh, we started with and we wish we kind of knew some of the stuff that we now know you know starting our first podcast yeah i i think definitely spending the little bit of money to make sure you have solid mics is a good bet we use atr 2100 usb mics um And then I guess the other thing is just make sure you're checking all the boxes. Like Mm -hmm. we had to on day one, make sure that we had intro music, nice cover art, you know, strong name, good title. Um, And so kind of just check all the boxes. Um, And if you're going to do it, it's my philosophy that you should do it right. Yep. And find something that makes you unique and stand out. Something that makes it gives a reason for a community to be interested in you. That's, you couldn't say that more. Like Shay and I didn't say, we're going to start a podcast. We said, we're going to start an Apex Legends podcast because we're very, very passionate about it. And a year down the line, we're still going to be excited to talk about it. And here we are. So I, I think the passion is really, really important. Exactly. 
What have you both learned about creating content in the last year? So much. Streaming is hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the that's the first thing that comes to mind uh, is how difficult streaming is. Uh, Something that we're still working on Uh, in terms of you know actual creating like the podcast content. It is a lot of work, you know, monitoring all the news going on in the Apex universe so that we can hopefully inform you guys and then diving in. And as Henry, you know, will say all the time, making sure that we are providing something informative and proud of the content each and every week. Um, That is something that is not easy to say the least and something that I think after a year, we're still, as Henry kind of mentioned earlier, trying to figure out the best way to do it productively. Yeah, I love creating content. I love interacting with people online. I think that it's great, especially during COVID, you know, when Mm -hmm. the only time you get to really hang out with your friends that you don't live with is online. And the fact that we've been able to form some friendships through the podcast, through Apex, uh, I think is a really nice thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's a lesson. Um, I wanted to say that before a negative point of what I learned (laughs) is that social media is really negative and it's hard to like put your walls up to not let that affect you. Um, but I think we've just learned that we need to be that positive space. And I think we've really worked hard to defend that and make sure that we're not, you know, trash talking apex nobody wants to listen to an apex podcast that's negative about the game so we keep things positive we support others in the community um you know i I think that was kind of a major lesson that it can be a tough world out there on the internet but at the third party we try to make it a safe place you get positive vibes at the third party podcast so regarding apex legends you both have covered some major turning points in the game From introducing a turret-based legend with unlimited ammo to changing the armor values and permanently introducing Evo armor, is there one thing or multiple things that you would say have been the biggest surprise to you? I want to hear your answer to this one, Henry. Yeah, I'm I'm really shocked that they got away with uh, taking the Peacekeeper out of rotation and putting (laughs) in the care package. I I'm so shocked that that kind of just happened and there, nobody really got upset. Like I'm so shocked that such a, like the most favorite weapon uh, was pretty much taken out of rotation and it, it blew my mind. But those others that you mentioned, Sky are pretty huge, um, mm-hmm. especially the Evo armor. I think that was a big shock. Um, you know, over the last year, there's been a lot of incremental changes, but I was most shocked at a the fact that they did take the pk out of rotation but b that people didn't really riot in the streets yeah that was a crazy one Uh, for me it's like far and away the armor values still to this day absolutely blows my mind that they tried to change the time to kill of the game and i yeah I'm, i'm just like it it's crazy. Like it really blows my mind that that actually happened. I'm glad that it's back where it is now. Uh, cause the game felt kind of different during that time. And that just, that change came out of absolutely nowhere, no sign of prior testing. Uh, and then to like have the company, like kind of like apologize and walk that one back as well. Like there was just so much that went on that it was just 
a shocker. It was pretty exciting. We did like two episodes on it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we did. The it was crazy. And then mm-hmm. the fix. We did the change <laughs> and then we did a whole episode on, okay, how does this change the game? How is this going to impact your legend and weapons and fights and third parties? Yeah, that was pretty, pretty massive. Definitely. I was telling Henry during that, I don't know if I can play anymore. It was such a dramatic change. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Um, I would say for me, that one was a big shock. And so now we're going to switch over to some questions submitted by the listeners via an Instagram story. So this question is from Sterling. Do you know your plans for the future of the podcast? Like more interviews or new sections? Really good question, Sterling. Um, Sure, we can announce that. Um, Yeah, go ahead, Shay. Uh, We have uh, right now plans to interview the Horizon voice actress. Uh, So not for this week, but for next week's podcast. And that's the next interview uh, that's officially on the books. And we're really excited to have that conversation and learn about what goes into being a voice actor and the character, maybe Horizon herself. It's going to be a really fun one that we're looking forward to. Yeah, we recently, we have kind of a big list of all of our kind of future episode ideas. And I would say there's about five interviews that we really would like to do. And so interviews have never really been a major priority for us. But right now we have at least the plans to do quite a few in the future. Well said. This next question is from Dungeons and Drawings. Love the name. Very creative. Would you ever bring your fans on the pod? Cool. This one's fun. You turn, Henry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably not. Um, we try to make the podcast, you know, pretty informative. Um, and we kind of, we tried to bring fans on to our weekly streams on YouTube and kind of play with somebody because we thought that'd be really fun for us uh, and for the lucky listener. Uh, but not only did we feel like it was a little bit unfair, um, we also made it, it, we felt that it was harder for us to put on a good stream, to answer questions, uh, to really give our all of our listeners the same sort of attention. So it's probably not going to be something that we do. Except maybe there is a situation where we would, if the fan had a very special circumstance, if they themselves maybe uh, had something really important to say, or if they set a major record or something like, I think it's possible, but just pulling a name out of the hat and letting somebody onto the show, um, it's not really something that we're looking to do. Yeah, the the closest thing uh, and a recent idea I had, but still figuring out how to logistically set it up is kind of difficult, but potentially trying to work in maybe like some voicemail questions rather than just doing in- Instagram questions now that we are doing our uh, weekly, you know, kind of mailbag show. And so that's kind of a way to get you on the show. Uh, but also like, for all the reasons Henry mentioned, it's tough to actually have somebody uh, participate uh on a normal, regular show. Listener Anthony asks, what is one thing you would add to the game if you could? Easy, easy, bow and arrow. No doubt. Any (laughs) game that's got a bow and arrow is a better game. And it's just a straight fact. Um, 
I absolutely love the weapons in Apex. I would love to see them take on the challenge of creating a fun, balanced bow and arrow, which I don't think by any means would be easy, uh, but this is the team I would trust to do that, and I would just enjoy the heck out of it uh, as a you know mechanic in the game. Yeah, I think the bow would be pretty fun. I'd love to see how they might do the ammo uh, for someone like that in different games. It's kind of handled different. Um, I would say I got a couple answers. A, I think that the game is really great. I'm a traditionalist. I, I like the game, so I don't really want to mix it up or anything. Um, but if I were to add something, I would say... Let's bring in a new weapon to the care package and get that probably back on the ground. Yes, sir. Uh, I feel pretty strong about that. And I think that that new care package weapon could reasonably be some sort of launcher. So that's what I would bring into the game. Um, I think it would cause some chaos, but I think it might be a might be a good chaos if the prowler comes back. Some fun chaos. A behind-the-scenes question by Jigsaw wants to know if your podcast is scripted. Good question. Um, let me check the notes here. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so we do have a pretty extensive show doc. Um, each week, our show doc is usually about 12 or 14 pages. Um, it's not scripted, uh, per se, like we don't have like line by Shay, line by Henry, but mm -hmm. we talk about the show uh, beforehand and write it out together. Um, and so it's guided, but it also depends on the segment. And so like our intro is always the same. That's pretty scripted. Um, and then, you know, reviews have to be scripted, but depending on kind of the segment, if we're talking about numbers, uh, you know, numbers will be on the show doc, but usually it's not like Henry say this, Shay say that. Um, and so I'd say it's partially scripted. We have a show doc. Yeah. And th there's a lot of bouncing questions off each other that kind of just come up, uh, randomly throughout the show. Um, you know, we have the quotes and stuff from like the you know, like Daniel, if we're, you know, sharing some news, uh, lore stuff is sometimes a little bit more scripted because remembering all that off the top of our head is kind of hard. And so, you know, having that kind of written out a little bit more is kind of nice. But for the most part, I would say uh, they're not super scripted. And if anyone ever thinks these shows feel scripted, uh, which I could completely understand when we're like reading quotes and stuff sometimes, uh, you'll enjoy the Patreon shows because Henry mentioned, I think you said like 12 to 15 pages for uh, these docs. Our Patreon show docs are like two pages, three pages sometimes. Like we, we really just have a much more free flowing spitballing conversation on those ones. It's a lot, uh, yeah, way more uh, off the cuff, free form. And mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons that we have to have a show doc is a, a lot of the times we're talking about direct quotes, news, but also numbers, but also we go too long. We talk too much. And so mm -hmm. we need the structure in order to, uh, to speak in a reasonable time frame. The last listener question is from Dan. Have you ever thought about taking a third person onto the show? That's a good question, Dan. Do you have a quick answer? I heard you. Well, this is as close as we're coming to a mm -hmm. third person on the show. I mean, having Sky here um, is a pretty special occasion. Um, 
Michelle, you can add your thoughts onto that. I was just going to tell him that we, we have thought about it. Like it's something we've considered yeah. and thrown around as an idea, but you know, Henry and I, I think, uh, We've been as coined by some people at the restaurant we worked at, the dynamic duo for a long time. And so we kind of like staying and sticking to doing stuff together. Um, I think having interviews and guests and stuff gets us that kind of third vibe uh, without us having to actually, you know, communicate and work with a third person because Henry and I being roommates right here. Uh, it's still tough to always like stay like completely in sync and in touch with like what we need to do, what's going to happen and all that kind of stuff. And so roping another person into that uh, just adds a whole nother layer of complexity every week. Yeah, I agree. It, it would just be uh, more difficult. Um, but, you know, if an amazing opportunity presented itself and uh, this third was willing to put in a, a ton of work, uh, then maybe. But Right now and in the near future, I think the dynamic duo is sticking sticking together. Definitely. That kind of wraps up the interview segment of this one-year anniversary. Sky did an absolutely amazing job. Uh, Sky is going to be sticking with us, though, for the rest of the show, kind of sharing her thoughts. Maybe we'll get her to read some questions again for us. Uh, but one thing we were really looking forward to with this one-year anniversary uh, was sharing an absolutely amazing legend concept that was developed by Sammy Boy and Apex Pineapple on Discord, uh, who not only made Henry and Shay inspired legends, but drew up some amazing artwork that we will be sharing uh, everywhere we can. The work put in, the thought put in means so much to us. I like, don't even think we can describe it with words. Just one of the sad things on the podcast sometimes, you know, picture speaks a thousand words, like smiling ear to ear we were when we f- saw this art for the very first time. Uh, do you have anything to add before maybe dive into the abilities? It's pretty awesome. Uh, definitely, we feel pretty flattered, uh, but also the abilities are pretty cool, so I'm excited to dive into them. Let's read Henry's off first. We got the passive battery love can stack four batteries. Wonder where that one came from. That's no joke. I mean, batteries are life. Uh, I feel most comfortable when I have six batteries, and so being able to carry eight in two slots is something that I would definitely gravitate towards. Tactical. We got pirated dome shield. Can use a Gibby dome and it steals the cooldown from a random Gibby in the match. The Gibby is notified where it was stolen from. If there is no Gibby at all, it works normally with a 35 second cooldown. This is kind of a fun one for sure. What were your first thoughts on, you know, robbing some other Gibbies throughout the game, Henry? Well, I'm a big supporter of, uh, of the bubble. Uh, and so I like this tactical a lot. I always want to be able to, to have that dome shield, but it is a little mean to, to steal one from another poor Gibby. I don't really know uh, how they would feel about it or how it would work in the game, but I'm all, I'm all for uh, having a bubble and maybe leaving a Gibby out in, uh, in trouble. You got any thoughts on the bubble sky? I, when I read these, I knew they were perfectly written for Henry. I thought this one was so good. He really struggles between choosing between Bloodhound and Gibby. And so I was like, this brings it together. I like it for sure. Let's get this ultimate in here as well. It is called Solar Flare. Yes, that name is familiar to anyone. Puts down solar, the kitty, 
and she walks in a straight line and when triggered has a 20 meter radius thermite does normal damage and stays on the ground for six seconds a 20 meter radius is a legit legit ultimate (laughs) yeah that's a 40 meter diameter so (laughs) that's really no joke um gibraltar's is a 30 meter radius um or a 30 meter diameter. So this is larger than that. Um, thermite kind of interesting. I'm not quite sure if it's a, if it's a ring sort of like fuse, I don't think so. Um, or if it's just kind of uh, perpendicular lines of thermite that kind of come out from the right and left. Um, or if it's just a huge circle of fire. Um, either way, it's covering a large space. Um, I'm kind of, uh, afraid, uh, for solar, but, uh, <laughs> she's kind of a beast. So I, I think she could probably handle joining the apex games alongside. Nah, she'd be great in the apex games. Absolutely slaying some folks. How do you feel though about having your cat in the apex games guy? <laughs> she has already wanted to be in the Apex Games, and we've heard her a little bit rummaging even during this podcast. So I think she, anywhere Henry is, she will follow. I love that. That was a great concept for Henry. Um, Any other thoughts before we... Okay, yeah, let's go into mine here. You can read mine this time, I guess. All right, so Shay's legend concept, Passive wannabe medic can stack four med kits and they give 25 bonus health when used bonus health lasts for 30 seconds depleting one health per second i love the name of this because i relate so much i love playing lifeline and i still like enjoy kind of being the support legend with jibby also at times but I don't want to full commit to it. So the wannabe medic is great as it is. And the ability itself is pretty freaking awesome. The concept of getting bonus health uh, can be very, very powerful. I think it uh, definitely has room to alter some fights potentially uh, in a kind of a fun way. Yeah, we've seen this passive uh, as kind of an ultimate before of this Mm -hmm. idea of being able to kind of prepare for a fight by giving yourself some extra armor. Um, I think this is really strong. It's cool. Next up, we got tactical motion sensor, put a device down comparable to a claymore and it scans enemy in front of it in a cone with a length of four meters explodes with 75 damage. Catch me camping buildings. Like this is exactly how I would play if I really was in the Apex games. Uh, <laughs> so give me all the claymores possible. 75 damage, absolutely massive. We kind of talked about it on the fuse episode and how the ability to deal 50 damage with a tactical is crazy. Uh, this thing would be absolutely insane. I'm sure it would make some people quit the game. Uh, and so I'm happy that I can be responsible for that. I don't know. Do you think that we'll ever get some sort of mine or claymore in the game like this? You know, we've kind of like talked about how mines would be hard as like flashbangs kind of would be hard just because they are so frustrating to play against in such an intense death. Like we've both played, you know, COD online uh, and gotten pretty dang annoyed when we've had to uh, get killed by the bouncing Bettys. And so they've, there's a reason it wouldn't be in the game. But I also think that they are going to eventually kind of run out of abilities. Like at some point, a mine just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it would certainly change the pace of the play a little bit. Um, but I think that damage is maybe, uh, maybe a good place to balance it at. Mm-hmm. 
Next up, we got Shay's ultimate podcaster voice. Pulls out a mic and shouts into it, doing 10 damage a tick. Even t- each tick is one second and lasts for eight seconds. It also stuns everyone in the radius, slows them similar to an arc star. Stun affects teammates as well. Has a 30 by 10 meter radius expanding from where you activate it. Dude, I read this one and I was like, thank goodness the stun affects teammates because I don't like coming into the legend concept and telling people they're too overpowered, even when it's me. But this thing is powerful as heck. You know, we talk about damage and stun being combined and how uh, intense that can be in this game. I like the podcaster voice. The mic animation could be kind of like a deal breaker for this one. How long does it take to pull out the mic and actually shout into it? Because there already is like a uh, radius that expands from the start of the activation. Uh, And so that could be fun. But I really like the idea of being able to yell at some people in the games and hurt hurt their ears. You said it. I think the the animation or activation time is what's going to make or break this from being uh, really powerful. But it's also, it's like that 30 by 10 area. So it's kind of like this narrow rectangle in front of you. Mm -hmm. You're going to be using it like when they're up in your face. So it's got to be pretty powerful. And I think it does that. Definitely. Let's now wrap it up as we always do with some five-star questions. Remember, if you want your question answered on the show, for sure, leave it in the form of a five-star review and we'll get to it on one of the two shows this week. You want to read the first one off? Sure. First review is coming from Sore Busy. I've been listening since season four, so since the start. I've been wondering how you guys find your data so well. It's really insightful and helps out a lot when picking out loadouts. I've been wondering if you could change one thing about any season, what would it be? Also, remember the effects it would have on the future of the game from that point forward. Thanks in advance if you read this. That's a great question and and kind of tough. I think the whole concept of it, if it would have, you know, impact on the future from that point forward. Uh, Cause my first instinct would be like, let's not have some of the crashing issues we have at the start of seasons uh, sometimes. But in terms of like, if it is a lore piece or something, um, maybe not having Mirage blow up in all the intro trailers. Cause then maybe my dude would have some more confidence rolling into the start of the season and get some more power. I think that's a pretty funny answer. Thanks for the review, Busy. Um, I think, so first off, I think uh, we find our data through a lot of different avenues, uh, through playing the game, testing it in the firing range. Um, We also use a variety of sources from the Apex Wiki to some articles written on Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of places out there. We try to just bring it all together. And it sounds like you like that. Um, If I were to change something, that happened in one season, I would change when the devotion went into the care package. I think that was a pinnacle moment when the care package changed from being a place where we have really fun, powerful weapons that take skill to using it as a balancing tool, um, which I, I don't really like that much. I don't like that now, uh, the care package is kind of used to keep the loot pool fresh. Um, I think it makes it hard to say, okay, is this a balanced weapon or not? Uh, when things are popping in and out of it, it makes it confusing. So I, I would go back in time and instead of put the Devo in the care package, nerf it appropriately. I think that's a really good point as well. And then the last question coming from Crycord. 
Love you guys. My name is Zach. My gamer tag is Crycord or Crycord PK. I really just wanted you to say my name in an episode. I do have a question though. I wanted to know what is the best way to decide who your main is. I have like 40 kills with every legend, but I don't have a main. Any suggestion on how to find my main? Love the pod. Thank you. Hope the pod keeps going. Sky, do you maybe have an answer to this one to kind of talk about how to find a main? Yeah, so I really liked this question when I read it because I have mained Bangalore since the beginning and to the point where Henry always says I need to choose a different legend. And for me, I guess what helped me decide is that I chose a legend that best matched what my natural play style already was in order to really exaggerate my strengths and then to fill in the gaps of where my weaknesses were. So I haven't ever played shooter styled games. And really, this was like the first Xbox game and video game in general besides Sims that I've played. And so it was a big learning curve for me. And so to be able to use the smoke for one thing, to navigate those fights and taking those fights from a one to one to more like me using my environment, one helped a lot. And then using that ult. And so I would just recommend really testing out, and it sounds like you have tested out each legend, but recognizing where your strengths are in the game and then what weaknesses you have and which legends can help either take away or decrease the impacts those weaknesses have on your team. And so something I joke with Henry is if we want to win, I'm going to play Bangalore because I know that brings me and my abilities to the top. Ooh, well said. We might have to have you back. (laughs) I don't have anything to add on to that. Do you have anything else you want to throw in there, Henry? I think that's really great stuff. We talk about it all the time. It seems like Sky uh, has been listening to the pod and definitely playing a fair share of Apex. Um, So it was great to have her thoughts here. Thank goodness. This was a fun one-year birthday episode. We had an absolute great time. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, The Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to The Third Party Podcast. Peace. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom! Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>